Hello and welcome to the B2B Marketing Podcast. My name is Joel Harrison. I'm Editor-in-Chief of B2B Marketing and I'm going to be your host for today's session, which is going to talk about messaging in the wake or and copywriting in the wake of coronavirus and CV-19. Um, it has caused a fundamental shift and rewriting of lots of stuff that we do in B2B marketing and particularly and probably especially in copywriting because tone and nuance has always been really important in, in, in language and, and in messaging and obviously at a kind of particularly sensitive time like this we need to make sure we're striking the right notes everybody so i'm really delighted today to be joined by our, our resident when i say resident our, our expert in copywriting who's our trainer and speaker on all things related to the matter who is a great guy lots of fun very knowledgeable about b2b generally and uh, copywriting specifically david mcguire dave welcome uh thanks joel thanks for the uh thanks for the big build-up i'll have to, i'll struggle to live up to that now <laughs> Well, don't worry. Um, my, I hope my check's in the post for, for a wonderful um, accolade. <laughs> Absolutely. So thank you for that. Well, you're absolutely welcome. Um, yeah, so, so Dave, um, I say, runs our regular copywriting courses and speaking at Ignite. We'll tell you a bit more about that later on today. Um, and Dave, more importantly, this, this conversation is based around a blog, which in turn is based around um, one of our regular virtual leaders round tables that we have. So the B2B Marketing Leaders Program is, is, is as the kind of name suggests, it's a kind of membership program designed for CMOs, marketing directors, heads of marketing in B2B organizations. And there's various benefits attached to that, one of which uh, since, since coronavirus, funnily enough, we've taken physical roundtables and move them virtual um, and so we now run them on zoom and actually they've been um, it's been really effective because it means people can get to them more easily we had some fantastic conversations really insightful about some of the challenges that people are facing and we hope really helpful and I've been writing blogs on the back of these things now um, why, why David's involved because we asked David bearing in mind the subject of the one recently was about copywriting I asked David to be involved seeing as he's a, he's a fountain of knowledge and a general enthusiast and of, about all these things and um, I thought he could add some value, and he duly did. Um, I didn't give him as much airtime as I should have done, uh, but uh, he, he had some great things to say, and I, I thought it would be really useful to try and explore more of that and just kind of go back on some of the kind of conclusions we got to from that. So, uh, so, so, Dave, I mean, you, we, am I am I just, uh, to back me up here? It was quite a good conversation, wasn't it? It was great, actually, um, and really. Um refreshing to um to hear people from you know all the kind of different bits of b2b you know targeting slightly different audiences but um very much of of, of one mind of the subject of how people in b2b marketing need to um uh, be addressing the, the kind of current crisis that's great and, and it's um i guess some of them most of them were a kind of at a, a management level in marketing. So they probably weren't kind of operationally involved in writing copy or, or writing messages, but they all had a hands-on interest in making sure it was right and, and things like that. So, um, so, so I guess a slightly different audience to your kind of you know, training audience, but still, you know, very passionate about it. A lot of really great opinions flying around, weren't there? Yeah, absolutely. And I, th- I, I think the thing with the, um the training audience as well as this sort of more you know management audience i think everyone in um marketing kind of needs to know what good copy looks like right you know um because they're either writing it or they're they're commissioning it and reviewing it or for a lot of marketers it, it it's a um it's a bit of both but it was a um an interesting discussion on on what good content looks like right now and I mean, you and I could talk about this for hours, but um, one of the things that always comes across is that everyone thinks they can do marketing. Everyone in the corporate hierarchy thinks they can do marketing. 
and everyone thinks they can write as well. Um, and and I, you know, I'm a, I'm a writer. I, I fancy myself as a writer. I've been a, been a journalist for twenty years. But um, the kind of writing I typically do, um, you know, is is longer form stuff. And you know, I'm not I'm not there on the punchy stuff. And so you know, you 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 took the Mickey out of me and pulled me out on a couple of things, which is totally fair enough. And you know, he's very slipping to the cliches. So I think that I think it's it's a it's really good to have someone kind of raise your raise the tone and 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 try and get you raise your aspirations as well. It's very easy just to just to just to do the obvious things. Um, so so you know this kind of conversation is very I, I find fascinating personally. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't only in fun. I hasten to add, but um, I mean, one of the things that that really strikes me about the current situation is how quickly something moves from being a uh, a useful phrase or a something that's really you know is honest and heartfelt into being a um, a, a cliche or a, or a buzzword because we're all talking about this stuff all the time words can start off fine and become overused really really quickly so yeah. that, so there are things that, that I was writing at the start of, of of this crisis that maybe i'd think twice about now yeah and, and and to that end dave's agreed to write a blog um one of the people present at the at the round table said and it was a quote that was used on on, on twitter was every time someone says um in these unprecedented times you know she says she feels like someone dr- dragging their nails on a blackboard you know and so dave's you're, you've, you've, you've written a blog for us around kind of top 10 cliches as well is that right yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Twelve. Yeah, twelve. I mean, they're, they're they're cliched words and phrases, but also tropes that you see in uh, a lot of content at the moment. You know, like um, when people say "We're here for you" and 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 stuff like that, or uh, or you know, in these unprecedented times, or or talking about new normal and 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 stuff like that. That until recently were, were kind of new things to say, and it, already they feel like tired things to say. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. Well, look, that's a separate blog. So, so this is a, this is a getting very meta conversation. It's a it's a podcast about a blog with a, another blog and a roundtable, and uh, we're getting very self referential. But so perhaps what we can do now is is kind of dive into kind of some of the conversation about some of the points that I made in summary about the on the um, um, of this blog, and obviously we'll we'll put um, a link to this um, around the page and and where the, where this podcast is published and. Um, if you search, look at my Twitter profile, you should be able to see it as well. That's Joel underscore B two B editor. Um, but Dave, there were a lot of interesting things that came out. But one of the ones that you first wanted to kind of uh, focus in on was um, just really around, which is what I, it was, it was, I wrote down as point four, and, and the, the kind of title of it was "It's not just the customers who need the right message." Um, and I think you, you were, you're kind of saying there's a there is a, a wider ecosystem of people who are who are who copywriting and messaging is important for. Is is that is that is, is that a good summary of what you were of what you thought? Yeah, I think so. I think the thing that inspired me most about the conversation really was that the drive that brands have at the moment in the B two B space to uh, to be humble, to be helpful, to be authentic. That is very much being driven by marketing, as far as I can tell. Marketing is setting the the tone and taking the lead for that within their organizations, where not so long ago in a lot of organizations, you know, marketing might have seen to be seen to be the servant of sales a little bit. And now um, sales are taking their cue from marketing, services taking their cue from marketing. And I think that that's 
rightly so at the moment because it's all very well um, having your marketing be, you know, tonally absolutely spot on with what your customers are feeling right now. But if that experience falls down the moment they speak to a, a salesperson or the moment they, they speak to a, someone in service, um, then that's that's the experience that they'll take away about about the brand. You know, it's about the whole brand, the whole company. You know, it's all very well your marketing not being ambulance chasey, but if your salespeople are ambulance chasing, it's no good. Um, so marketing is like holding the line for everybody. Um, and, and they've really stepped up in that, I, I, I feel. It's, you know, it felt like, uh, it felt like a bit of a moment. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. And that's been really echoed in all the roundtables we've done. Um, uh, it's, it feels like, you know, I mean, we, again, one of the things we said, we don't never want to be taking, making this a course of celebration because obviously it's not as a, no, a tremendous for people. But at the same time, marketing, it's an opportunity for marketing to, to demonstrate the kind of leadership which it has the potential to do. And, and, and in messaging, as you say, it's clearly, it should be clearly doing that. And the opportunity, the challenges for it to play back across the rest of the organisation I think the individual here who mentioned this specifically was uh, somebody, a, um, I'm not going to mention names, but a large international household name um, technology company, uh, we all use on a daily basis, um, who has a, um, a collaboration tool, which they've been seeking to sell to, um, well, which has been a massive call for in the education and public sector. And, and she was talking about the challenges they felt because they sell, they go through resellers and actually, you know, it wasn't just the, so, that, and that's a kind of an obvious extension of your marketing sales community, but the employer, so, so, and, and, but then suddenly also they're not often very much on board, but you're talking now about the whole organization as well. And, and that employee branding thing is a very easy thing to talk is to say, but how many people actually get it right and really pay the kind of attention to it, particularly at a critical time where the nuances are so important that they are right now. Sure. And you're absolutely right in that beyond the, the employees of your own organization, even for the people who, who are you know working in the channel um you know the uh, channel marketing is you know even tougher because you know again the the tone that you set needs to filter through all the way through the channel into the um into the market so that's a a, a real challenge for um for those people as well yeah okay 100 percent. okay so so i think this this notion of um just to thinking beyond the immediate customer and prospect is, is really important and messaging how messaging applies to that is critical um i mean the next one um i think you kind of said was around kind of language specifically um uh, and you know ironically this is where you called me out for a cliche myself because I, well, I put it number five now will never kill the cliches and now will never is absolutely one of, is, is a new wave cliche isn't it so um yeah it's a totally fair point yeah, I mean, and in fairness, I think now more than ever, it's probably only really become a cliche really lately, you know, but just just because it's that that sort of thing where, you know, I think it started off, Tesco started using it, didn't they? They're just like, oh, we'll keep the same, we'll keep the same strap line, we'll keep every little helps, and we'll just say now more than ever, if every little helps. And um yeah, and, and and it just shows how quickly the landscape is chasing and it's changing. It's one of the things that's really difficult for those of us that, that work in writing B2B tech content every day is just how quickly those little nuances can change. Um, 
But um, but yeah, it, it's such a, a balancing act with the language that brands use now because um, you don't want to, as you've rightly pointed out in your, your blog post, you, you don't want to stick with the old corporate language. You know, you people are more open. They are happy for even big B2B corporations to to feel a bit more vulnerable than they than, than they did and and connect on a, a more individual human level. So it was always pretty good copywriting practice to write as you'd speak, but in honesty in B2B that happens fairly rarely. So it's difficult for people, I think, to move away from um, kind of the the, the polished uh, formal corporate way of writing, uh, and similarly to move away from um, you know the old bravado that a, a lot of B two B brands had in their their writing and and in their voice. You know, like I I got a, a an email the other day telling me to supercharge my web content, and it just felt so wrong. You know, like at the moment I didn't particularly feel like supercharging anything. Because you know the world is the world's a different place now. Um, so to move away from the old language, either the, the the very stuffy corporate language or the the almost shouty bravado B two B language, but then to move into a place that isn't cliched, I think is is really difficult. So that you're not saying the same things as everyone else and disappearing into in these uncertain times and now more than ever and um and we're here for you and you know re- reach out to us we're here to help and you know all the things that everyone's saying that they may be what you actually want to say but you need to find a fresh way to say it because otherwise it sounds cynical yeah yeah and and it's it's i guess it's a great leveler around everyone as you say everyone's wanting to to everyone's in the same boat so therefore it's everyone's the same the message is the same it therefore it's, it's creating a, a level playing field in a negative way uh, more than ever it has before um i guess the, the points you made there are fantastic and, and fascinating i was i love the idea of you 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 kind of instead of you you sit there spotting trends in copywriting just as a, as, a, as habitual um i think that's, that's quite interesting in itself but um the, na- the question which naturally flows from this is what's going to come back you know, um, once once we get over all this, you know, what will come back? And and, and I, I put in the, the blog, you know, it's around corporate messaging RIP. And I think we've seen, you know, I've been editing B2B marketing now for almost 20 years, which is terrifying in itself. But, um, the, but there is a... Um, you must have been a child when you started. Uh, and, and you were a very good liar. Um, <laughs> but but the, the, the kind of the notion of how brands communicate has changed profoundly in that time, but there is still the vestiges of corporate messaging around there. You know, that so much has changed, but some brands still kind of cling to it and feel they need to be stuffy and corporate and cold. This feels like it's, it's, it may have kicked the last of that, put the final nail in the coffin of, 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 the, of that style of messaging. Or do you think that it will, will revert to that when thing when the good times come back again, when, when, and, and CEOs act like CEOs and FDs act like FDs. What do you think? I think that um, it would be lovely to think that it had put the the final nail in the, in in the coffin for for that way of writing. But my um, instinct is that not everyone will change their way of writing right now, even though it's a good thing to do. So um, brands that felt that um, there was a right way to write. 
and that right way to write is incredibly formal and stuffy, those stakeholders haven't gone away. And um, th- those people still have to sign off uh, still have to sign off the content at, at, at the end of the day, and you know, and and this is, um, funnily enough, without wanting to give too much of a plug, this is very much uh, what I'll be talking about at Ignite, of course. Um, you know, the research that we've done into how stakeholders um, interfere <laughs> with good content, um, but those people won't have gone away, and I think that we would need quite a long period of human-sounding, informal-feeling writing for those people to get away from the idea that because you're at work, your copy needs to put a tie on. Okay. So so, so there's a kind of like a, a muscle memory of, of corporate bullshit that um, we still need to kind of we still need to cut through. But the good news to that is if you do interesting things and you do and you do be brave and you do try and adapt your language and be different then you will then you can make a difference and you can be different so that's going to be a good thing yeah absolutely and I, you know and and i think that there will be those senior leaders you know those those ceos those c suite um, stakeholders in the the market who do try to communicate in a more human way for the first time and they'll and see the reaction that they get from that and some of them will see that and some of them will like that or, you know and and so i think we will move further that way i just don't think it will be everybody but there will be some and that for me is a cause for celebration yeah. the, the, and, and yeah dave i'm sure you're right the thing is that um uh, just one more nail in the coffin isn't as good a headline as, as the final nail in the coffin is it? so you <laughs> no, know. of course You've got to bear in mind that I'm a headline writer, so that, that sounds much better. So, great point, well made. I appreciate, I appreciate that. And, and um, uh, so we're going to cut the bravado. We're going to cut the cliches. We're going to, going to cut the corporate bullshit. You know, the language is going to change. The next point you flagged out, the ones one you thought was interesting, was was around whether you should talk about COVID nineteen in your messaging at all. And this was some, this was something that was flagged by one of the attendees who was kind of going, "Well, actually, our business is doing really well. We've got a, we've got a solution." One of the business units that we operate has got a solution which is relevant to this and we've been trying to feel our way through how how we talk about and how we do it and he was he directly asked you the question can we talk about it and and what was your response well it's one of these weird things and i kind of get asked a lot because the the instinct that marketers have and uh, i applaud them for it, it's absolutely right is that you don't want to be opportunistic and shallow you don't want to be chasing ambulances uh, at, at a time like this um you know that's a that's a terrible look and that's absolutely right however what is helpful for your audience at the moment has changed you know, and what your audience's pain points and concerns are have changed. So if you're still writing about the same old things, you're not actually helping them very much. Um, so it, it, it's that difficult thing where you don't want to be cynical and opportunistic, but you do want to acknowledge the reality of where they are. And if you continue to do marketing that steadfastly refuses to acknowledge that COVID-19 has even happened, you haven't really recognized the fact that everything has changed for your customers 
within the last kind of two months. And so it, it feels, even though it might be a thing that was drafted in January, it feels like this weird relic from from another world. That's not to say that everything you create and put out in the world should mention COVID-19 or be about COVID-19, but you should at least you know, be aware that... Um, the lens that people are, are are reading your content through has changed and it's good to respond to that yeah it's, it's like it's the elephant in the room otherwise and and um i completely understand the sentiment from the, the individual and, and he and you know and he was concerned about and worrying about it for all the right reasons but but yeah i think you i think your 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 message is really clear it's clear and strong it doesn't make it easy but it, but it's it's clear and strong we have to accept it and and um uh somebody else an anecdote somebody something one of the other attendees said was you know you can and it kind of relates actually back to success it's like you can you know you can talk about it you don't have to you don't have to celebrate the opportunity but you have to recognize it you know it's finding that nuance and balance between talking about the right context which is resonant and so so but not not inappropriate so um there therein lies the skill of the writer I think so. There's, yeah, it's the skill of the writer, and it's also you know the skill of the marketer to work out where you can help and where um, the people's you know you do the research where so you find out where your audience's um, priorities and where their pain points are now, so that you can speak to that and and really help them with that. I don't think people expect to get everything for free now, and I think that that, that people know that they will need new products and new services now that the world is is different in a way if you shy away from that you make it harder for them to to buy when you you, you kind of want to make their life easier um and so yeah it's partly weird to not not acknowledge it but it's also just sometimes unhelpful to not acknowledge it but sometimes it's a, probably about talking about their problem so if you're facing this situation then you then here is a thing that will help. So, you know, a really good example was was one of the uh, one of the leaders in the roundtable. Um, their brand has they make a cybersecurity uh, solutions, and their um, and a lot of their customers would normally need to physically be present to, you know, fix firewalls and you know and do things in a data center that they can't do now so they have specifically created helpful stuff to help those people do their job remotely now there are products to sell as a part of that process but it's not a it's not going to them and going oh no there's a risk here. Now you can't do this. You must buy this. Otherwise, it's really, really bad. It's acknowledging, here's a challenge that you have. Here's how we can help you fix it. You know, and, and it's the mood that's different. It's the it's that it's that tone. Then I think that that's a that's a bit of, of, of the copywriter, and, and and it's a bit of the the marketer kind of setting the positioning as well. Okay, and that actually segues beautifully with our our um, the next point we, we kind of identified before this call, which is the one around being helpful, and which I've um, I've, I've kind of like reframed since I wrote the blog. Help what? Actually, I wrote it in the blog. Help wash. Um, uh, yes, you know, I like that. I think um, you heard it here first. I'm going to send that off to the patent office. That's mine. No one else can have it. Um, you know, it was Jay Barr who um, 
who, who kind of coined this phrase. I saw him speak in the States about six years ago or something like that. And he talked about, he used this expression, stop selling, start helping. And it was like a light bulb went on my head moment. Sorry, that's a cliche as well, by the a light bulb going on. <laughs> it, it, it was um, it was wonderful, and he 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 told it he told it brilliantly. He is also speaking at B two B Marketing Ignite twenty twenty. So, but uh, so so make sure you get your registration. Don't miss him, as well as don't miss Dave. Um, but um, you need a little uh, bell for every time you get a mention in. <laughs> well, look, it's my event, right? Oh, absolutely. Be there as you know, yeah. So so uh, yeah, and I think that but so the, the the penny is dropped around being helpful, right? It's, a lot of people are doing it. Not everybody, but a lot of people are doing it. Um, and, and and content is a great means of doing that. But I think that it goes back to the point around about people being saying, "I'm going to be there for you. I'm going to I'm going to provide you with helpful stuff." But actually, they were they were kind of the, the the kind of the group assembled were quite clear on the fact that if you what you're offering gen, genuinely isn't helpful, if you're actually trying to sell somebody something, then don't because it's worse than not doing it. It's actually much worse than doing it at all. Um, you know, you actually you're under undermining your authenticity, and actually, it's bullshit once again. So, uh, well, I mean, that's sorry, I just made my point. Do you want to elaborate on that? Yeah, or, no, I, I mean, I think the I think the way that you phrased it actually in your blog post is great, where where it says writing earnestly about your wish to be helpful isn't the same as actually helping. You know, and and I think we've all had a million uh, emails going, "We're here for you at this difficult time." And of course, you know, of course they're not. Like my TV manufacturer wrote to me and told me they were here for me at this at difficult time. In, in what way is that helpful to me? Literally, the company that the parking enforcement company that put a parking notice on my car while I was isolated sent me an email to tell me they were here for me at this difficult time. That that's the highlight of my lockdown. That literally happened, you know. And 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 that's the thing. Saying we're that we're here for you isn't actually helping and unless there's some specific offer of help you know it, it, it's not actually helpful and it's vague enough that you know no one's ever going to call you and say I'd like some help please because you've never said in what circumstances they should call you and what like what you'll do uh, you know and and I think people know people can smell that bullshit you know and they know that you're not actually trying to help them you're just trying to look good you know and and that and while i'm on the subject that goes double for people who offer coronavirus discounts <laughs> you know again if your if your sales have dropped off and because your people can't afford what you do anymore and you'll try to bolster that by cutting your prices temporarily you're not helping your customer you're helping yourself and people will know that yeah, and, and it, it, the word that everything, as you were speaking, the word that's flashing up in my eyes is authenticity, authenticity, yeah. authenticity. It's all about the brand and it's about your purpose and all those kind of things. And we haven't covered that specifically, but that's something I just want to come back to in another one of our roundtables coming soon. Um, that's been a great conversation around that one. The, the last area was kind of like the, the, the you, you picked up on was the two points that I made at the very end, which was around the future and, you know, um, be ready for the rebound. And people, you know, there is... That we we all believe this will end, and we need to be ready for what that is, and and then um, how you positioned in that scenario. So um, 
you know, I, I think I guess we all want to believe that we'll make we'll be making lasting changes now. And what we do, the good stuff we do now, will be will be learned and embodied in in the future of, of marketing. You know, I, I personally believe that B two B B two B came out of the two thousand and eight recession a better industry than it went into it. I, in my opinion, and I, and I hope the same thing happens at this time. What do you think about this? Do you, do you think we've got a, a good chance of of, of being of being a better industry? And, and how do we how do we best prepare for this kind of new normal when it comes back? Ah, new normal. There's another. Oh, uh, <laughs> there's another cliche. <laughs> no, no. I, it, we're all doing it now, aren't we? Uh, it, 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 it's all ingrained already. Yeah, and I, I, I think that's the thing that we're moving forwards with this. We're not moving back. We, you know, there is no going back. I think there's no. You know, we're not going to get back to normal. You know, I think the world has changed now, and and what we need to do is, you know, is work out what that looks like and the first thing the most important thing is to acknowledge that things have changed for our um audiences you know in b2b work has changed and you know and work has changed probably quite significantly probably forever um so you know, and, and that's the main thing. I mean, you know, always for me, the main thing in good B2B marketing, good B2B content is acknowledging the reality of what your audience faces at work and how you can help with that. And that's changed. And also, it's all the other things that we were talking about. It's being a bit more human, being happy to be a bit more vulnerable you know i think that a lot of the time a lot of us in b2b it was very much about appearances you know um and everything had to be shiny and perfect and 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 pristine and you know because otherwise you know your brand wouldn't look as shiny and prestigious as this other shiny prestigious brand and now people are getting to see the people behind those brands you know we're having conversations with over video camera with people in their bedrooms, you know, and we're talking to people whose kids are running around like mad and stuff like that. Now, I don't know how much of that bit will stay, but the fact that people are are human, you know, aren't perfect, um, but are well-intentioned is something that I, I, I hope will will stay and that will enable brands to stop boasting and in their content connect with people's real priorities in a more honest direct and forthright way so it's a kind of a I, and i think we all have to aspire to that don't we you know we have to believe in that that's what we we do as an industry and, and, and you know and, and to rehash two words we used earlier on you know less bullshit but more authenticity and, and that's and that will make a better industry we can achieve those things authenticity um, is the key if you can fake that you've got everything <laughs> that's not i don't feel you should be saying that <laughs> it's about being authentic i know i know uh, well well but it was a good line <laughs> i'm sure there are people out there who are desperately trying to trying to fake authenticity that, that, but oh, I, there, there absolutely I are you know <laughs> there abs- there absolutely are have you seen that facebook video <laughs> Fair point. Fair point. Okay. Um, well, look, um, Dave. That's, it's been. Um, I think that's a, a really great summary of some of the points and, and, and your kind of take on those. And obviously, as I said earlier on, you know, you've done a, a bit of a kind of a, a more provocative um, and, and, and dare I say, piss takey version of this as well. Looking at, looking at some of the cliches yeah. that are involved. 
a little bit. I mean, again, you know, as I was saying earlier, with absolutely no snark and no judgment to it, you know, because this whole thing is changing, you know, and phrases that were, you know, new to us six weeks ago are cliches now in some cases. So, you know, and again, on the basis that we were just saying, when things don't have to be polished and, and, and perfect anymore, you know, absolutely, you know, I, I've written that but with the proviso of, you know, it's just something that probably that people will see and, and recognize because certain phrases are beginning to really get under people's skin a little bit now. But no judgment at all with that to the, you know, to the to, to the marketers or the other copywriters that are, you know, the, the, that are working in that. You know, we're all all working in difficult times. Everything's changing. And, you know, and there will be mistakes. I'm sure I'll make plenty of mistakes at the moment. Absolutely, and I, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy to be to to be in in with it, the, the 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 mass of people using these word these these phrases which feel right, but respectively possibly aren't. Um, so um, uh, yeah, so to be that, that's kind of so to look out for Dave's um, Dave's blog. Um, but more importantly, you know, if you want to get here more from David, he's, he's a great speaker and a wonderful authority on this kind of stuff. Um, Dave is speaking is speaking at uh, B two B Marketing Ignite UK or London, which is happening. And he's speaking on the twenty third of June, and uh, you can register for free for that session this year because of coronavirus. Small, let's cling to crumbs of comfort. Most of the content of that event is free, so you can register for free. So have a look at our website for that. Um, if you want to do a really deep dive on this, David, as I said before, David works with us regularly and does regular copywriting training. And his next, your, David, your next course is the 8th of July. Is that correct? Yeah, we have um, the, the, I think the next three booked in. There's there's one at the beginning of July, one at the end of September, one at the uh, beginning of, of December. Uh, and now the, the training's gone virtually. Um, so I think there are, there, there are sessions over uh, a couple of days um, so that you don't get too tired out from uh, from looking at a, a screen, um, but it enables us to keep things quite um, engaging. The digital way of doing things quite fun, actually. And so, so it's a, it's a, as I said, it's a really deep dive. We used to be a physical face to face course in our offices. We extend, put it online. Um, you know, it, we, we get fantastic feedback from it, and Dave's a great a great speaker and wonderful person to spend a couple of days with online. So. Um, so, David, it's been, thank you so much for your time today and 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 your observations and your and your in, in your informed view on this fascinating topic. No doubt, it's going to continue to evolve, and I look forward to kind of talking to you about it again in the future. Um, and um, and best of luck with the session at Ignite. And um, uh, and that's pretty much all from us to, uh, for today. I hope you can join us again for another web, for another um, podcast really soon. And and I hope you, we can to see you virtually at least at b2b marketing ignite um on the 23rd 24th and 25th of june thanks a lot for, for, for listening thanks very much joe